super excited for today's show. We're talking about identifying your top 20% activity that's going to generate 80% of your results. You may not know what we're talking about, but if you tune in to this episode and listen all the way to the end, you're going to get tons of nuggets and information that's going to help your business explode. What's up, Rap Stars? It's your host, Romeo Santos, co-host Kenny Fulton. Kenny, what's going on, my man? What's up, brother? How you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. I was up early today, um, partially because my daughter was in my bed at like 3.15 this morning, and I figured, screw it. Uh, Alarm's going to go off in 30 minutes anyways. I may as well get after it. Yeah, I saw your post at 402. I was like, woo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I was worried about doing that at first because I've been doing that a lot more lately, like posting and then tagging the time. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not what the show is about. Ladies and gentlemen, just to <laughs> warn you, okay. But and I was worried that like people were gonna be like, oh, what's he doing? That's and then I realized, you know, it it, it doesn't matter because it's actually helping me to stay accountable to myself. Because you know, if I do it every day and then all of a sudden I don't do it, then guess what? People are probably gonna be like, oh, Romeo didn't get up at four o'clock today. And so for me, I got I'm using it as an accountability tool. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so social media is my accountability partner. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that strategy. I mean. I think that you'll probably judge yourself more than other people will judge you yeah, for sure. Uh, Cause it's kind of hard to judge somebody when you're looking at what time they woke up when it's, you know, before you got up. So yeah, probably more in your head than anything, but it, it sounds like it's still a great motivator. Well, it's all in our head and what a perfect segue. It's almost like you knew what the show was about to be about. <laughs> We're going to talk today about finding your 20%. That's right. Okay? For those of you that have never read the book, The One Thing, or you've never heard of the Pareto Principle or the 80-20 rule, what we're referring to is the fact that it is scientifically proven that 80% of the results are always delivered by 20% of the either activities, the population, the crop, you name it, doesn't matter. 80% 80% of the returns are always presented are always delivered by 20% of the thing that is causing that return. So in our business, we're talking about selling houses, helping families and investors to buy, sell and invest in real estate, right? Right. All right. So if we're talking about 20%, what types of things might we be talking about, Kenny? Well, what I like about the 80-20 is, you know, numbers always kind of help us compartmentalize things and, you know, ways that are easier to kind of understand. So like, for example, you know, effort, you know, how much, you know, it's kind of like a really good thing to know that 80% of my results come from 20% of my efforts. And so it makes it kind of feel like, you know, you don't have to do 80% of the work to get 20%, you know, results. That sounds like not a lot of fun, no. uh, but in our business, we're talking about, you know, um, 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 activities that are going to generate deals, conversations, um, leads. Um, and uh, what we've kind of started to focus on is putting that 20% of those activities first in our day. So yeah. getting right to it. So for one of the things that um, I'm focusing on um, is um, um, hitting the phones. So going after expireds, bizbos, picking up the phone, being more aggressive, going after it. We talked a lot about how our sphere you know, is the bulk of our business. Um, but right now, you know, we have to do go above and beyond that, you know. So what we're doing, like we talked about reverse prospecting, 
is helping our sphere by finding the deals that are, aren't, are not on the market by going after those that are off market. So for me, a big part of that 20% is gonna be picking up the phone and doing some reverse prospecting around the buyers who can't find deals. And then that's gonna either turn into opportunities for those buyers to find things that are not on the market or turn into listing opportunities for people who are like, you know what, I am interested in selling my home. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, I'm glad that you brought up that and that you went into it a little bit because you have, it sounds like identified what your 20% can be, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to do here today. We want to give options and we want to talk about the different things that people can do. And at the end of the day, it's almost like people say, well, what's the best CRM? Right. The one you're going to use. What's the best 20%? The thing you're actually going to do. The thing you're actually going to do consistently. And we talk about all the different things that can be done. You can cold call for expireds and for sale owners. You can door knock. You can buy internet leads and call internet leads all day. You can do social media at a really high level and attract clients to you. You can circle prospect around your listings. You can do mailers. You can um, deal with just your sphere and host events. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Like the list can go on and on and on about the different things you can do. Yet, I think where people get themselves into trouble is that they want to do five things yeah. that they think they like because it's sexy or it's exciting or somebody, you know, has just put up a video that they're getting results doing that, right? How many, mm -hmm. how many emails do we get? Um, learn how to close, you know, four deals a month by cold calling. Learn how to close four deals a month without cold calling. Learn how to close four deals a month by only using social media. Like you name it. There's some guru out there that's going to sell you a course telling you all the different ways that you can do it. The challenge is we won't all do the same things. And I don't think that we're all very clear on what our 20% really is. Now, yeah. if somebody's not clear about their 20%, it probably has to do with the fact that they haven't been doing a good job of what? Probably knowing their numbers. Um, I'd say you probably you have to start with, you know, the end in sight, right? So figuring out, you know, what your goals are, looking at your last year numbers and figuring out where you need to go this year and then coming up with a strategy on, on how to get there. So you definitely have to get dialed in. A hundred percent. If you don't know what your 20% is, it's because you don't know what your numbers are, right? You don't know where your business came from. You haven't studied it. You don't know what it is that you've been doing to generate the business that you've been getting and whether or not it's scalable, mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about that a little bit. If you have all of your business like we do from our sphere, 97 plus percent of our business comes from our sphere. We can do a couple things. We can communicate with them more. We can try to get in front of them more. We can ask more directly. We can double down on the sphere. Although we've been doing a really good job of that already. So if we want to increase our numbers and if we want to control the narrative a bit more, then we're going to probably have to do something that we haven't been doing, like reverse prospecting, calling for sale by owners, trying to play matchmaker, and ultimately attempting to generate more business on the listing side of the ball, if you would, 
right? Mm -hmm. Controlling the narrative, which is the only way you control the narrative in our business is to control the inventory. Right. I, I like how you frame that, you know, our sphere, right? Our sphere feeds us, but we've been pretty consistent with our sphere. So we, we know, you know, about how many deals we're going to get out of our current network. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if you want to grow your business, you know, maybe you've already exhausted that, but I do think it is important to, to evaluate out of that 20% of your effort. Have you maximized everything that you are doing with the strategies that you're employing now? Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes you can get into the cycle of continuing to chase something new without like, let me perfect this thing first. Have I yeah. got everything out of the, the, my spirit that I'm working and the strategies that I'm employing? Have I created all the efficiencies there so I can give myself time uh, to, to employ other strategies? Um, have I made it most, the most cost-effective route? So that way I can, you know, use some of those funds towards other strategies. So maybe, yes, start with where you are right now, if it's working for you, uh, make it as good as you could possibly make it without, you know, uh, stalling yourself because you'll probably never make it perfect. Um, and then move on into looking at what else you can do outside of the, your current strategies. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, to have things that we don't have, we have to do things that we haven't been doing. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that it has to be a new thing. Right. So I want to be really clear with our audience. And I'm glad that you brought that point up. We're not saying that you have to go out and start doing new things. We're not saying that you have to go out and learn a new skill set, right? If you've never cold called before, but you're generating a significant amount of business from your sphere, going out and just randomly cold calling expires, which there aren't many of those, and force of owners to try to convince them to list with you may not be the best bet. However, like in your case, you have a, a, a two dozen buyers ready to go. Mm -hmm. Well, the cold calling that you're doing is very pointed effort with a very specific targeted result that you know that you can track and you can measure. And over time, you will see a result because it is a very tangible prospecting activity that you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're cold calling leads, expires, FISBOs, it doesn't matter. There is going to be a learning curve. Right. You're going to have to learn scripts. You're going to have to practice on people. Role play. Role play. You're going to have to fail. You're going to have to evaluate. You're going to have to go back. Some people are natural and they come right out of the gate and they're awesome at it. And you may not be, and you may be, whichever it is, doesn't matter. What we're talking about is the fact that you've got to be, be prepared for the learning curve that goes along with starting a new activity. So whenever, just like with businesses, whenever starting new businesses or business ideas, business ventures, you always want to make sure that there is some alignment with what it is that you're already doing. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you've got a buyer that's looking in the 21401 area code, you wouldn't just start cold calling in 21409. For what? What's your purpose? How are you doing? How does that make sense? Right. Yet, if you've got buyers looking in 21401, and then you start cold calling in a 21401 with a specific targeted audience, well, you can probably guarantee that those 20% of your efforts for the day are going to prove some positive results. Yeah. And then if you allow those things to compound on top of each other, all of a sudden, you're going to be off to the races. Yeah, right? that's, a great, that's a great point. I mean, you know, that's one of the things I love about reverse prospecting 
is we're kind of covering both bases. So, you know, we have a need. Like right now, there's no inventory. There's no houses for sale. You know, our buyers are really struggling. Uh, you know, we're out there, you know, putting in offers. And, you know, I showed a house last night. And it looked like I was trying to get into the club. You know, right. first house, first day on the market. And it was a line of like 20 people outside, right? Uh, so the chances of that buyer getting that property, very slim. But they were like, this is the one. We have to have this house. So now you're looking at them you know, the probability of them getting it, you know, based upon, you know, their financial situation, maybe their loan type, how much they have to put mm -hmm. down or whatever, whatever contingencies are not willing to waive are, are, are slim. And at the same time, I have a need, I need listings. So if I can, you know, focus on that neighborhood, uh, go after expired, um, um, in, you know, the, uh, I, I just pulled a list and out of the past, I pulled all I started with three days, just trying to see like what's hot, what's, what's hot, what's just expired, who had a listing agreement, they didn't sell, and just in the past three days. And for um, Anne Arundel County, um, Howard County, Montgomery County, guess how many homes popped up within that search? Five. It was seven, so spot on, right? That's seven, you know, and that was just out of the past three days. I took it out a week, and it turned from seven to like 10, right? And I'm keeping like, there was some, some new construction stuff in there that, you know, uh, that's just junk. Uh, but yeah. that's pretty much nothing. That's not gonna occupy too much of my time. You know, nope. it's gonna take me 30 minutes to call through those and I'll be back to scratch. But for the people who maybe two years ago, uh, were looking to sell and it was a slightly different market and they didn't sell for whatever reason, you know, if I could focus on them and then say, hey, look, I have somebody who's looking to move into your neighborhood, which I do. Um, I'm, I can satisfy a real need. And they, maybe they're the ones who are under a rock and don't realize that their home has probably went up, you know, $75,000 in value over that right. past two years, you know, because it's a hot community. Um, I can provide some value for them as well. So it's yeah. just a better way to spend, you know, my time and my effort uh, than going after something that's completely unrelated. So I like marrying those two things within that, that 20%. Absolutely. And now you touched on something else that's important, right? So obviously the topic of our show is to, not pick the 20% for people, but to bring it to light, right? To bring this thought to people's minds mm -hmm. that they've got to establish what it is that they've been doing or could do if they're not doing a lot of business now that they would do consistently that could become their 20%, which would generate 80% of the results. It doesn't mean that you won't get business from other areas, right? We get internet leads and we get business from that. We get, you know, referrals randomly. We get business from that. But our big chunk of our change is from our sphere and our past clients. So we're going to find things that we can do that already layer in with that, right? Layer in with people who are already working because we can't take away from that, right? So you got to be careful when choosing a 20% that you're clear on it because if you already have a 20% then you try to choose a new one, you might be taking away from a 20% that's actually generating results that maybe you just need to double down on or you need to augment, or you need to bolt on another piece to it that'll help that to be even more impactful, like what you're doing. Now, beyond that though, there's something that is even more critical that we've been starting to have a conversation around. And that is consistently doing the activity that we call our 20%, right? So we have our 555 which I know oftentimes can get a bit mundane. And then sometimes we just go through the motions. But now you're talking about reverse prospecting. 
Well, when are you going to do that? How often are you going to do it? If it's your 20% that generates 80%, is it something that should be done every day? I yes. think so, right? Um, but when are you going to do it? How are you going to guard it? How are you going to protect it? And this is where I think a lot of people go wrong, myself included, you included, right? We are talking about these things really as a way to hold ourselves accountable. So anybody out there listening, they're like, oh, they're, they're, they think they're perfect. No, no, we know that we're flawed. That's why we're, that's actually why we're doing this podcast. It makes us focus on these things. The more we focus on it to be an in integrity, it means that we have to hold on and do a better job of it ourselves. So right. we talked about it this morning on our team call. One of our team members was in the car on the way to an appointment at like 10 o'clock. Well, anybody listening to this, that's a real estate agent knows that from nine until 12 or eight until 11 or whatever, those couple hours there, that's our lead gen time, right? Well, if we're out and about showing properties during our lead gen time, we're, we're out of integrity, right? We're doing a, we're doing an activity that is important, but not maybe urgent. not urgent. That's right. In place of an important, urgent item that needs to happen every day. Because you and I both know, Kenny, come four o'clock when you get home after a long day of showing, answering emails, catching up. Do you feel like jumping on the phone and prospecting? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope. No different than if you work out and you normally work out in the morning and you say, ah, oh, I'll just do it this afternoon. Chances are you're not going to work out this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Right. Anything that is hard, and let's be honest, any new activities that we're trying to create a 20% around is going to be hard. Hard in the sense that it's different and our bodies want to run away from discomfort. Not hard in the sense that they're truly hard. Yep. Yeah, and you know, like you said, it's, it's, there's a conflict, so... You know, if, um, if that time should be allotted towards your lead generation time and you in turn go out there and you let your clients kind of dictate your day, it, it throws off your whole day. You know, it's, it's more than just that hour. It's the, the prep time to, to getting ready to go out, and to doing the driving, to doing that, to coming back and then catching up on the, the things that you would naturally miss during that period of time. Right. It does kind of push your whole day back and it, it could take over. Um, but yeah, I think that's why it's also important when we're determining what we're going to add, what activities we're going to add, that we make sure that, you know, we're holding ourselves accountable, that they're on a calendar. You know, we have a lot of conversation about that. When are you going to do it? Is it on your calendar or the frequency in which you're going to do it? Um, and then making sure that you're keeping track of it. So you won't really know how effective it is unless you are, you know, keeping track of, you know, how many calls you made, how many contacts you did and, and whatever, or whatever that activity is for you, if it's writing letters, whatever it is, you have to uh, keep track of what you're doing. So that way you can have those numbers to reflect on to see how impactful they were on your business. Yeah, hundred percent. And just know, you know, the market is, is, is going to be extremely hard in 2022. It's already shaping up to be hard. Not to, not, not to beat a dead horse, but last week the numbers came out, 255,000 homes for sale in the entire United States, 1.65 million real estate agents. Not looking good for us out there, agents. 
right? Yet, if you look around your market, you'll see certain agents with signs all over the place. Mm -hmm. You got to ask yourself, what are they doing that I'm not? And I promise you, it's not that they're smarter. It's not that they're better agents. It's not that they're more charismatic. It's not that they're more likable. It's not that they're spending more money than you are. It's probably just that they're doing the consistent activities day after day, which are generating 80% of their results. We overcomplicate things in our business. I'm guilty of it is all get out. You got this, that, and the other that you can do, all of which can generate you business. Yet, like we talked about earlier, there's only a few things that are going to generate you 100 transactions or more a year. And we're looking to do 250 this year. We, we've got quite a bit of a ways to go. And the only way we're going to get there is by making sure that everybody on our team is focused on their 20% and they're committed to doing that consistently day after day. That's right. I'm committed. I know you are. I'm committed too. Now, the question is, is our audience committed to themselves? Do you have somebody to help hold you accountable? Do you have a system for tracking your numbers? Do you even know what your numbers are that you should be tracking? If the answer to any of those things are no, then you got to look inward and ask yourself, what is it that you need to do right away to get yourself on track? Don't beat yourself up. Just identify it and know that there's changes that need to be made and that they can be made right away. And if you need help with those things, you can always reach out to me and Kenny. Right, Kenny? Right. We do this every day, full time. We love what we do. We're passionate about it. And we're even more passionate about getting better at it every single day. Better at it for our clients and better at it for our teammates. Better at it for ourselves and better at it for our families. Find your 20%, ladies and gentlemen, and then go to work to do that every single day and do it first. And then everything else becomes easier or unnecessary altogether. And I think Keddie said it all. That's all he's got, right? Here's the thing. We all know that you got to do certain activities on a regular basis to generate the results that you want. So we've given you ideas, but I think everybody already knows what it is that they need to do. Pick what you're going to do, do it consistently and do it first. And if you do that, we promise you, you will have a business by design and you will have the lifestyle that you truly want. So rap stars, I hope you've enjoyed our show. Please leave some comments in the notes. Let us know what you think. And if you have any 20% items that we didn't mention, please share them with us. Rap stars, we're out. Peace.